And the show started. Hello, welcome. Good. Nice. Pat's again. <laughs> going into the <laughs> overlap. I like it. We're building up the intro. Steed is also here. Heyo. Heyo. Uh, I'm J Rad. We got Pat. We got Steed. And I wanted to talk about real fast. I want to get this off, uh, you know, start off with this, I should say. Okay. My dog had his first gay experience. Okay. <laughs> oh, which dog? My dog Huckleberry. Uh, he is a black pug. For those who have not seen him, uh, he is one of those dogs that if you saw the equivalent, the human equivalent of this dog, and you walked, and he was a doctor, and you walked into the office, you'd like immediately walked out. <laughs> like he's like the stupidest looking dog you've ever seen. He's very cute, but he looks just like. You, he always has a tongue hanging out, just you know, eyes wide open. Eyes wide open, exactly, all the yeah. time. He just looks. If they're, yeah, like I said, if somebody was the human look like that, you just you would not trust them to if do. If I it. saw them working at a subway, I would walk out. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't even have to somebody be a doctor. You'd, you'd walk to the other side of the street at all cost. Uh, yeah, he just <laughs> he looks just like a strange, like a strange thing. Uh, not and not overly smart. Um, doesn't really listen to many people. Whatever, right? So I had borrowed him from my parents, and he had stayed in the city with me for two days. Uh, he came in to work with me. They like uh, they like dogs at, at the office here, so I was like, why not, you know? just Sure. So I had – the only thing with in, a dog in the city, there's a couple of reasons it's, I would have a hard time having a dog right now. One is to let them out. That's the main reason. Yes. Right? I, I like – it's – Easier in the suburbs when your backyard is just all grass. You just open the door, let them go. Yeah, they can go, right? In the city, you have to like you have to walk them to a place a lot of times. Well, if Sometimes you don't have a backyard. If you don't have a backyard, which my backyard is just concrete. Okay. Concrete Good jungle. place to poop. Great, great Yeah, they need a place to poop. To, yeah, and so you can go like a little bit down the street. It's not too bad, but a lot of times you got to take them on like a walk or something. Like It's annoying. It's a process, especially if it were cold. It would really suck. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I hate... I've seen a lot of these type of people. I've seen, I've encountered two of these people in the last like couple weeks here. People that need to leave in the middle of something just because I got to let out the dog, which is not, I don't want to be that kind of a person. Um, I'll give you an example. I was at a wedding. Wow. Uh, the, somebody in the, in the uh, party, the group, the, you know, in the, not bridal party, party, in the wedding party, uh, left basically between like right after the actual wedding ceremony it was, it was almost basically in the middle of the reception okay just to let out their dog <laughs> <laughs> and you might be thinking Steve you're a big dog guy you got dogs you know yeah dog Callie but dog Callie could stay at home for 16 hours no problem yeah you have that's what you need to 
either your dog needs to be one of those dogs or you need to train it to be one of those dogs because you can't just you, you can't just have a scenario where you're just milking i just had the and then the other day on saturday i was at a birthday party somebody got in there for about 25 minutes and then said oh, i gotta go let out my dog and was gone for the next why two hours why don't they have anyone watching them like well, dog no, watch well then so if you have that then you have to pay somebody to do that yeah. right which also so now you're just adding a cost that can't like give it to like one of your siblings or something but that's, it's like something you have to think about all the time. And I think people are over anxious with the letting out the dogs. I think Steed is right where if Callie can last, you know, 16 hours, a lot of dogs can last a, a good amount of hours. Yeah, and if I got home and she would have pooped, she would get to go in her crate for 16 more hours so she'd learn not to poop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You're going to get punished. You will learn your lesson. So uh, anyway... So Huckleberry, that's why it's better right now. For my scenario that I'm in right now, it's better to borrow a dog for two days, three days, than it is to, like, I don't I don't need a dog right now. Rent a dog, yeah. Rent a dog, yeah. So what actually happened again? So this is, I'm getting, this is all build up to what actually happened. Cook your own dog! But uh, I was walking Huckleberry. This is at nighttime. Uh, this is about maybe 10.45 on a Wednesday. It's kind of late, right? So 10.45 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, on a weekday. I live very close to Boys Town. I live about two blocks from Boys Town in Chicago. Oh, I see where this yes, is going. Yes, <laughs> so, I, I do not. <laughs> you will see. You will soon see. So I'm walking him down. Uh, this I was walking a little further than I needed to, but I was just like, it was a nice night. You know, we're we're on a walk here. So uh, these two guys come up, and they clearly were a little drunk. Uh, they're coming from some bar, it looks like, and they come up and they say, "Hey, you know, can I pet your dog?" And I say, "Yeah, go ahead, pet the dog. You know, that's fine." And he said, the problem is that I'm handcuffed. And then he turned, like, does a little side turn, and he's handcuffed with, you know, the other guy's basically walking him, and he's handcuffed. Interesting. (laughs) The other guy, not a police officer. (laughs) 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 And uh, and he bends down. And so, like, well, though I said my next thing was, well, if you're handcuffed, it's going to be a little hard to pet my dog. And then... He, no response from him, just <laughs> decides to go down, kneel down on the sidewalk, and puts his face right next to Huckleberry. Huckleberry just licks his face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he gets up and walks away. That was the, that was that the was interaction. It. Okay. So Huck has now uh, gotten the full experience of uh, near Boys he's, Town. He's a face licker? Yeah. He's a fa- Huck will lick – that dog will lick literally anything that's in front of him. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy could have put, literally put any sort of object or anything in front of him. He would have licked it. Uh, you have to watch him to avoid him licking other things. He's not supposed to lick. But yes, he, he never bites anybody. That's good. So if like, he would have been like a dog, I'd be. This guy was apparently not worried. But it's a pug, so I guess you're not worried about their face like biting you. But uh, they, pretty risky just to stick your face in some dog's face. All the dogs that have ever bit me in my entire life were tiny dogs. Yeah, well, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, you go. Huck's a small dog. Huck is a small dog. So this guy so, was, but you know, do, handcuffed. Do you think this guy had committed a crime and he was on the run, or was he, um, like what's the other option? I think I think most likely he had been asked to be handcuffed or found this as some sort of sexual fantasy to be handcuffed uh, walking, you know, from a bar. Uh, based based on the other guy that was with him, that guy was definitely not a police officer, like I was saying. So. That guy's doing it all wrong. He should not be allowing his um, his little handcuffed pet there to be petting dogs. He's got to put his foot down. He he should have been more dominant, I, th- yeah. I agree. 
if he's going like Fifty Shades of Grey right there, he, he should not be allowing that that free reign of handcuffed guy walking down the street <laughs> like that. I agree. Well, yeah, we we it it should either be all the way or nothing. Either no handcuffs or you got to be full like you got to listen to me type of thing. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Those guys are they're phoning it in. They probably did not reach completion at home that night. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to know the details, so I'm not. I didn't ask. <laughs> uh, so, okay, that was that's one thing I just had to get out of there. I had to get out of the way. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> oh man! This is an '81 Honda. How dare you? I want to talk about a uh, Area 51. And Ooh, yes, the big uh, supposed. I was going to bring this up. As protest. Well. All right, double, <laughs> double jeopardy. Right, both bring it up. Well, I think it was brought. I mean, right after the moon conspiracy episode comes out, somebody starts a petition to storm Area Fifty One. So convenient timing. Did, yep. Did Chubstep bring this on? Were people wondering if the moon landing? Because some people think that the moon landing was faked in Area Fifty One. Yep. So that's probably why they're going there. I have not heard that theory, actually. <laughs> There's like 8 billion theories about what's going on. So, well, yeah. Well, go, Pat, tell the people what this is for people that don't know the Area 51 thing. What is Area 51? Well, explain what Steed is referring to right here. Uh, I believe 400,000 people mm-hmm. signed a petition to one day, um, I guess, rush <laughs> Area 51 <laughs> like so they could get in and see what's in there I guess they're just gonna push through <laughs> do you have like like what's their plan to get in does anybody know the plan on how they get in <laughs> overwhelming think, force uh, I think that the, they think that there's too many people that someone's gonna somehow slip in, or <laughs> not get shot, or whatever yeah. is gonna happen there. Well, but. I think they're expecting casualties. That's why they got so many people, so they can put like a front wave of people and they all get taken down. Because those guys at Area Fifty One, four hundred thousand people, they will probably run out of ammo at some point. Yeah, you're 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 the army vet, so you think you'd run out of ammo? Yeah, um, I mean, unless they know like 400,000 people are coming, that's a lot of ammo you got to have there because you might miss a couple shots, but if they're running in like a whole horde, it'll be easier to hit them. I like, I like how they told them like what day they were going to do it. Yeah, that's not the best idea for <laughs> their plan for of this. attack. They, yeah. should, they should throw them off and attack like a week earlier. That's what I would do if I were them, but it's but- hard to coordinate that. If they just have, like, some big metal, like, steel doors, okay. I don't care how many people you have, you need, like, some sort of device to get into them. Yeah, and protecting aliens, you're going to have steel doors. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not just, like, trying to break into, like, a parking lot, and you've got some chain-link fence you can climb over and overwhelm. I don't. I think there might be a little more than that. Yeah, but somebody outside the doors probably has a key to get in. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, they get some of those guys and get their way in there. But I think they'd be really discouraged when uh, 50 cows start rocking and uh, take down a a whole bunch of them before they even get across the field there. Yeah. Pat, how long do you think people would last? Yeah, as he is saying here, somebody's running across the field. You see a couple of people start getting shot. How many of those people are just immediately turning around? (laughs) 
I mean, I would hope all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a special brand of people we're talking about. So these are you're right. These are not normal. Uh, yeah, these are not normal functioning people that no. would do this. I don't think. And do people want like it's? I, I don't know. Like they're gonna go in there and all of a sudden they're gonna see something. Or are they gonna have to like rummage through a bunch of files? Like, oh, I this cabinet no is. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's well, not just gonna be like. Are they expecting it's, they walk in there and there's all of a sudden just like here's a, like a zoo going on where there's like behind this glass display is this alien and design <laughs> like, or are they expecting you go in there and there's just like file like files of paperwork and you're gonna have to do investigate and how much time are you gonna need for that? Like, I'm, it's it's not overly thought out. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. The I think they're hoping to find at least an alien or an alien spaceship just so they can be like, oh, it's real. Now you have to tell us. But the thing is, what they're like, if there's no aliens there, that's that's the bottom line. If aliens are smart enough to like travel through light speed and get to Earth from super far away, they're not going to be dumb enough to just crash their spaceship in Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. We're, whatever technology they would have to get here, it's way more advanced than us. I, I doubt we'd be able to. Yeah, then they're just like, oh, crap, we crashed. Um, Now we're your prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how dumb we were. No, yeah. they could just teleport out or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Do we know the person who organized this? Has anyone come out mm. and said who that person is? I don't know if anybody wants their name on this. No, no. I think you get four hundred thousand people like, like the conspiracy that this could happen. Yeah, that's probably more people than like voted in the last election. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, their plan is to Naruto run. Oh, jeez. Just pulled up a video of the Air Force watching UFOs. The problem with searching this kind of stuff is you're going to get into a deep you know hole here and you're just going to be stuck i feel like in area 51 lore if we if you just start researching who's behind it all yeah it's awesome yeah <laughs> there the plan is to naruto run which if you don't know what that is i don't um it's running with like bent over with your arms straight behind your back <laughs> you mean for like meant for speed is that that's like the uh the run that like really dorky kids would do with their backpack on when they were trying to get to the bus in time yep <laughs> but that's not the people that fear death, so they might have a chance. That's a good point. I would love to see four hundred people, thousand people running like that, just with their arms. Yeah, <laughs> their arms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat, what were your other thoughts on this? Did you have? Um, I, I don't think this will actually happen. No, no. I think, think there might be a few people that go. I was going to say, what's the number of people that actually show up here? I'm thinking... Like 1,000? So, it's going to be like a lot of these protest things where it's just all people with, like, cameras. It's all just media people and Mm -hmm. people with cameras. All you're going to see is people with cameras. There's not going to be a single person there, Naruto, running towards the thing. It's going to be, like, maybe 100, 200 people just, like, having fun and then, like, 8 million cameras there. And then nobody's going to actually end up trying to run it in. They're just going to, like, stand outside and protest for a little. Yeah, they might have some signs. Kind of like the signs that they had in Independence Day when uh, 
they're on top of one of those buildings in New York and they're pointing up the signs as the big light is shining down and then the big laser comes down and kills I, all the people. I don't, I don't think the media can actually go. Like, if you look up Area 51 right now, yeah. there's like zero pictures of it. <laughs> oh, well, they won't be close, but you can get to like the outskirts of it. And I guess if you get to the outskirts, there's, people will still come and be like, what are you doing over here? And you're like, uh, I'm watching for aliens. And they tell you to leave. So they'll probably get like as close as they can. Maybe there will be a designated little area where they can stand. Because most, like, I I guess it's only, like, a couple buildings and an airstrip, but it's rumored to have a lot of underground stuff that okay. you can't even see. And it's all in the desert, too, right? So all these people are just going to be, like... It's, it's going to be hot there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to need a lot of water. Well, we'll follow up. When is it supposed to happen? What did you guys say? In, like, September something, I think. Okay. So we'll follow up with that, what ends up happening. Our prediction... Yeah, our prediction is not great. Okay, well, here's somebody that I think that I just ran into also the other day that I think could also be somebody that potentially would be at this Area 51 thing. There was a lady at the Belmont Harbor in Chicago, like kind of just sitting right near the harbor. She was like basically in a park, uh, just playing a pan flute, which I've never... I, I didn't know people actually played those. I've seen those like as gift things. I don't even know what that is. That's like the with a bunch of little wooden tubes and you blow over it look up pan flute right now steve do you know what this is i know what that is it's like yeah (laughs) yeah like this is something you see like you get at a gift shop when you're like trying to find something for your oh uh, your cousin that's in uh your cousin that's you know you're like jamaica and your cousin's your nephew's back home so you're trying to get one of those people who actually nobody actually plays this instrument she was sitting on a bench with her dog just playing the pan flute it's like, uh, I guess it's kind of like the Caribbean version of the harmonica, but even a little crazier. Because harmonica, you can do a lot more than a pantalute has like, this had like six different tubes that you could do something with. <laughs> there was limited <laughs> notes. But uh, yeah, I think this would be one of those people that would be over there. You think pantalute should replace bucket boys? I think if there, I think you could do more with pan flutes. There's at least more notes with pan flute than bucket boy. You had to put the bucket boy audio on while we we were recording that part, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would fit the. Uh, I thought it fit the yeah the, the feel board. I tried to turn it up more when you were talking about that. It was I noticed. Louder. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it was not hard to find loud bucket boy talking. That at one point they're like yelling. I think I might didn't even get to that point, but they're like. Give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. <laughs> I know you got a dollar. I know you got a quarter. I know you got a nickel. I know you got a penny. Like one of those type of things, just yelling at people to give money. Uh, but yeah, that was <laughs> the good old bucket boys. That's where they're wrong. Everybody uses debit cards now. That's true. No it, cash. It is way harder to give money now that things are the way. Yeah, they you are. can't just mug people anymore. No. If you mug them, you just get their debit card. Then you have to mug them for their pin code. It's exactly. a whole thing. Exactly. So, uh, what's else? What else is something you guys going to do? I have a Whole Foods product. Ooh, this is enough Whole Foods. Okay. This is requested on a DM, so people can DM us for things. Uh, gluten-free sparkling water. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that doesn't even oh, make any sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> no is there doesn't. gluten in water? <laughs> no. Oh my god, I feel like water. Water is the most. There's not even gluten in normal sparkling water, is there? No. So it's being advertised as gluten-free because some, I don't know, whoever shops at Whole Foods goes in there and says, oh, it's, whole, it's you know, got no gluten in it. Maybe yeah. I'll get this one healthier. 
<laughs> you're you're literally just pandering to somebody that is looking for you know they just assume gluten's and everything or yeah exactly like what you're what saying would you think it's in like the air bubbles and the carbonation yeah <laughs> <laughs> gluten slips in there that's insane yeah so uh, anyway i'm yeah. gonna go ahead and say that's enough whole foods i would agree with that they i feel like there's probably a bunch of those type of products that they're just like throwing out just seeing if what sticks sure yeah uh and it's just one of those things that might not be any different than any other sparkling water but you're just saying something that's obvious that people never felt like they needed a state before it's like the whole uh mcdonald's coffee cups how now they have to say caution hot because there was one lady that yeah, burned herself burned. and sued and for a bunch of money it's like cause she didn't think the coffee was hot and it's you yeah. know like obviously she knew but you're just it's one of those things that you know you just have to state because everybody's getting dumber and dumber and you're trying to find any you know i agree with that <laughs> statement yeah there's always time one last kiss i wanted to talk about a big announcement in the movie review news we're basically done with jeff goldblum and, and brendan fraser gosh darn it I've got a few movies left of Jeff Goldblum. Brendan Fraser's working on a TV show. There's one show I never was able to find. The Jeff Goldblum stuff that's remaining, I'm either waiting on somebody to guest host to do it with me, or there's ones that are just I'm having a really hard time finding. There's probably like five Goldblum ones I haven't done and one Fraser one I haven't done. Oh, that's tough. So we're moving on to one right now, a new person. Oh. It's a new person, and I have some – I'm going to say a bunch of fun facts about this person, and I'm going to have you guys guess – uh, who he is. Okay. That's okay. fair. Okay. Okay. His mother, a psychic, predicted he would work with Burt Reynolds. That prediction came true beginning in 1990 when he did three episodes of Reynolds' CBS series Evening Shade. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has numerous tattoos. He gained about 50 pounds for his role as the auto mechanic in U-Turn. Dedicated to his craft. Yes. Claimed in a USA Today interview that he has an intense phobia of antique furniture. Yo, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, he was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2004. Obvious. Okay. That's the obvious one? He's the cousins of wrestlers Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr., the Funk brothers. He's their cousin. So he's probably a big guy. His character from a movie was reenacted in, Eminem, in an Eminem music video for the song Just Lose It. Oh, Steve, this is – okay, I have, there's, a, there's a reason I, I chose this person and because they're both related to both of you, and here's the Steve fact. In an interview in his struggling years, at one point he was so poor all he could afford to eat were potatoes, which, oh. he, would, <laughs> which he would grill until they stuck to the pan. This consumption led to uh, myocarditis. Which led to intense pain in his chest since he did not have any potassium in his system. Uh-oh. Uh, so be careful with only eating potatoes, dude. I gotta eat some potassium. Yeah, his mother was a psychic. I mentioned that. Uh, in his contract for each film he does, there's a provision that states an illicit demands. One of them includes a television with a satellite hookup to watch St. Louis Cardinals when they are in season. Okay, so he's from Missouri. Or maybe close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um... Here's a here's a good fact. For every dollar he gets paid, his movies average ten times that of gross income, according wow. to 2007. Wow, so he's a, he's, a, he's he's got skill. Yes, this is a this is the pat fact that I liked for him. Um, when he was first married to one of his previous wives, he moved into the Beverly Hills home previous, previously owned by Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash. 
Oh. oh. He was once told by a director that he was too ugly to be an actor and he should write a <laughs> screenplay for himself so in which he could exploit his less than perfect features. He later uh, created... He later got an Oscar for this uh, the screenplay that he wrote. His daughter was sentenced to 20 years in prison for manslaughter. Jeez. He tried out for the Kansas City Royals. Didn't make it. Did not make it. Uh, Robert Duvall called him the hillbilly Orson Welles. <laughs> what? Any guesses with this person? Not I really. I had a guess, but not after the last one. Hillbilly Orson Welles. Um, okay, I'm going to do this last one, see if you guys get this, because this is the movie I'm going to be reviewing. These are these ones. Okay. He stated that of all the characters he has played, the one he enjoyed playing the most was Davy Crockett in the Alamo. Have you, you guys seen that? <laughs> what was the first hint? His favorite role ever was Davy Crockett. No, the first hint overall. Oh, oh the first hint overall? Uh, that yeah. his mother was a psychic that predicted he would work with Burt Reynolds. And he Shoot. did in a CBS evening. Uh, he, he worked with Burt Reynolds in the show Evening Shade. Well, th- I was thinking Burt Reynolds. That's why. Because you mentioned him earlier. Nope, not Burt Reynolds. So an ugly guy... He and a former wife adopted a Cambodian boy. Do you know this one? No. You guys, some of these, uh, I wonder if people have figured it out by this point. Yeah, if they've seen a young Cambodian boy running around. <laughs> no, this is, this is all big news stuff. I believe uh, he kept a vial of blood ar- of his former wife around his neck while they were married. Gross. So this guy's a maniac. They they were rumored to be buckets of uh, things of blood around their neck. They were not, but that was a big that was a big story at the time. Um, okay, I'm gonna do one more here because he, Pat, you can't look it up. Is that what you're doing right now? No. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do a quote. Let's see. Okay, I was the fattest baby in Clark County, Arkansas. They put me in the newspaper. It was like a prize turn up. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't get it. Okay. Uh, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking to go in that direction. He's one of your favorites? I like Billy Bob Thorne a lot. Again, these people are not... I, I like him a lot. I, I, It's not necessarily that... Like, Brendan Fraser and Jeff Goldblum I like a lot. I, I wouldn't say they're necessarily like my favorite actors. Okay. And the same thing goes with, with uh, Billy Bob Thorne. I think they're just very unique people. Billy Bob Thorne is, yeah, just... You know, like, he's is such a strange person and just seems like a... He's an interesting person to me. Well, I've actually seen some of the movies that he's in, so but, uh, I might have but more apparently feedback not, this time. Apparently not The Alamo. No. Okay, The Alamo, the Alamo is actually what I'm going to review today. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton, and do me a favor. Once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. Well, <laughs> it's funny because I mean, you know, we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino, so uh, yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f- up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a, the guy who was six five and shrunk him down for the. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God oh. damn it. I mean, seriously. What he's is a dwarf. Of course he's that short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on acid? Uh, and that is from 2004. 
the Alamo, he plays Davy Crockett in the Alamo, and it's the story of Steve. You've never seen the Alamo? I've seen this movie, yeah. Okay, you just didn't a remember who played Davy Crockett. What? You didn't remember who played Davy Crockett? I did not. I just remembered some guys at the Alamo. Yep, <laughs> I didn't remember them. So the Alamo. Davy Crockett was, wasn't even real, was he? Davy Crockett was real. He, they, was what, he at the Alamo? What happened? Yes, he was. He actually died at the Alamo. So. What what happened is that Davy Crockett was a real person, and then basically he got fictionalized into a character that was bigger than life. But he was in reality a big person. Like not well, not a big person. In reality, he was a he was real a person. person. He was a large man. Yeah, he was an average sized man. But in reality, <laughs> they made him into like a big thing. They like made you know he was kind of like a larger than he was like a personality <laughs> that wasn't actually as you know they they went over the top yeah. with the explanation yeah. of him. But he was a real person. Anyway. Uh, this is starring Dennis Quaid, plays uh, Sam Houston, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Jason Patrick, plays James Bowie, which is the Bowie knife, the guy that invented the Bowie knife. Nice. And then Patrick Wilson is also in this as William Travis. Patrick Wilson, people will know from movies like Bone Tomahawk, which I love Bone Tomahawk. People have not seen that. But he was, was one of those guys you would, you would recognize, Insidious, The Conjuring. He was in a bunch of that kind of stuff. So... This movie is a real life. It's a kind of one of the historical fiction things because they don't know what actually was said between the characters on the thing, but they kept it accurate with when people were attacked. This is going on when the uh, kind of Texas Revolution is happening. Happening in 1836, basically, um, Texas wants to be independent from Mexico. Mexico wants to take it back. There's this fighting going back and forth, and it kind of all happens at uh, the Alamo. It's kind of it was just this old fort. Uh, it, it was actually an old church that they turned into a type of a fort, and uh, they're kind of doing a standoff there between the Americans or the uh, Texans. It's kind of small, isn't it? It is small. I've been there in San Antonio. It is it is pretty small. And they had built stuff around it. It wasn't just in the actual, like, uh, church that you typically see. They had built stuff around it, but it was also – it was small. And uh, spoiler, I think basically all the, Mex- all the Texans that were inside die from the Mexican troops. So, Spoiler. yes. So anyway, uh, this movie is one I've seen a lot of times. I really enjoy it, uh, and it just—it's one of those kind of crazy points in history where there's a lot of people you've heard of, and they all kind of died in this one battle, and it ended up—you know—Americans end up losing this battle, but end up using that "Remember the Alamo" phrase in honor of all these men to later beat Santa Ana and all of his forces and kind of claim the independence for Texas and that kind of thing. A bunch of Americans died, but in in return, it kind of gave the guys the fuel that they needed to. I'm pretty sure that Ozzy Osbourne was arrested for taking a piss on the Alamo. Yep. See, there's another. <laughs> I believe it. They don't like that. They Those don't like boys that. down south won't like that. You hear? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to do the scale on the Alamo scale, unless there's a different movie that you guys would prefer to do a different scale on. I mean, if it's his favorite movie, I guess it should be The Alamo. Okay, so a Crockett is going to be top tier, a Houston is going to be middle tier, and a Bowie is going to be bottom tier. Got it. Whoa. Bowie's bottom tier? You know what? You're right. Sam Houston, bottom tier. Who's Sam Houston? Sam Houston is like one of the founders of Texas. I mean, that's... Who do you think should be bottom tier? The Mexican Army. (laughs) Okay, Santa. Okay, Santa Ana. Okay, Santa Mana will be bottom tier. Those those other two guys can both be middle tier. Okay, okay, Davy Crockett is top tier, uh, James Boy middle middle tier, and then Santa Anna bottom tier. That's fine. Uh, okay, so anyway, I really enjoy this movie. 
it's one of those ones I really love historical fiction movies. Like I love The Patriot, I like The Gladiator, that kind of thing. They kind of have some truth behind them, but don't necessarily, you know, they don't know all the facts of it. But that's my style of movie that I like a lot. So this is top tier for me. You said Tuna. He'd be taller. Uh, one of my favorite ones with with uh, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton in it. It's a crocket. It's a crocket. Yeah. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, "What's up?" I'd like to clarify uh, Instagram. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Good. I had posted a story from college days. Yeah. That was actually shower hour. That was shower hour. Yeah, I thought it was Chubstep, but as I kept watching, that was shower hour. So, yeah, Pat posted, for those who have not seen us on Chubstep Podcast on the Instagram, Pat posted a video from your nine-year-old Mac, as you said. Yes. That was, it must have been us doing a little, one of those little intros, right, then? It's like a 30-minute video of us, like, making an intro, yeah. Okay, so who was filming that? Nobody, I just slipped. You just put it in the room? It's like Photo Booth or whatever the app is. Okay, I might actually have the intro for Shower Hour on my computer here. Um, so I can play that. <laughs> Shower Hour. Featuring Pat Callahan and Jared Smolik. It's pretty ridiculous, but anyway. So the video is us recording that. That says 2012 is when we when I made that file. Oh, seems to make more sense now. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was that, and uh, that was a classic video. We looked very young, and then what I realized is that shirt I'm wearing, I still have that shirt, <laughs> and I wore that not too long ago. So I might need. To <laughs> I don't have those clothes or that hat anymore. Yeah, didn't you like that hat? I love that hat. Yeah. I lost it. Yeah, that is sad. I do remember you talking about losing that hat. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you for the clarification, because it was a lie. We did lie to the people. We've been doing that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> There's some facts, though. There's some real stuff. The people will be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh, should I get to one? Oh, well, Trevor did send a Tanzania article, so maybe I should get to that. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the patients are now transmitting it. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. Yes. People love Tanzania. Uh, it's it's more about uh, the crackdown. There's cracking down more on on endangered on uh, poachers. The endangered rhino elephant numbers rise now. That so now there's actually been some effect. A long time we talked about they had caught like this lady that was uh, you know getting ivory from elephants and the Chinese lady. The Chinese lady. Yep. And then uh, so they've actually found that some of the numbers are actually rising. The rhino numbers. The rhino numbers and the elephant numbers. Yes. Elephant numbers. Elephants are overpopulated. So then same in the... Oh, 2015, they had just 15, and now there's 167. Wow. So there's still not a Whoa. ton, but that's a big that's a big jump. So How'd they get that many rhinos out of just 15 rhinos? A lot of inbreeding. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, there's also one more article I want to get while we're talking about, unless there's something you guys want to get to. But do you want to get to something? Go I get another chance in the thing. Go ahead. But I don't need to. How many babies can rhinos have? I don't know. There's no way of knowing. They could have an there's unlimited amount. No I don't know. They probably lay eggs. Okay, here's uh, here's the other part of the Tanzania article. This is separate. But this lady was accused of stabbing another lady. This sounds like a Florida article to me. That's why I wanted <laughs> okay. to read this. Uh, okay. Uh, a, here's just going to read this verbatim. A 24-year-old Tanzania woman arrested over the weekend for allegedly killing a Kenyan woman who was her neighbor in South Delhi's whatever. It's an area in Tanzania. It's, even it's not. It says Delhi, but area after, yeah, after an argument between the two over lending a bottle of beer. You know, and I feel like a mother effing beer. So definitely sounds like a Florida story. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when she asked for a bottle of beer, which she was denied, she then stabbed the lady. Nuts. Yeah. So people like beer yes. in Tanzania, as they do in America. Everybody's the same. <laughs> what's that? Uh, what's that one beer that's like advertised as like an African beer? Is that Red Stripe? Red Stripe is Jamaican beer. Jamaican. It's Jamaican. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Never Taste mind of the islands. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you go that's, to Jamaica, it's it's all they got down there. It's awesome. Red stripe is what you use. What's that's your uh, cure for something, right, dude? Yeah, if you're sick. If you're, you're sick, yeah. Red stripes. Yeah, you want red stripe if you're sick because you get the taste of the island. The sun is in the in the beer. Mm. And yeah, vitamin D. Yep. <laughs> all right, then uh, people email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes. What's the other stuff? New shows every Thursday. Uh, Smacko, I found a sock. There's a sock um, that I dropped out of my out of my car in my parking lot, and it's it's so disgusting now. I didn't realize it was mine until like about two days after. And my girlfriend has named it Socko <laughs> in honor of Smacko, and Socko. it's and okay. it's one of those things that I don't want even to pick up to throw away. But I see it every time I park my car at night, and it's been there for maybe <laughs> maybe two months now. Just wow! Just, well, <laughs> just just leave it there. Maybe it will grow into smack. It's like Wilson the volleyball. It like, is like well, <laughs> you're gonna have sentimental value when it's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be sad when Sako's gone because I'm already sad that Smacko's gone out of the country, and now I gotta deal with that. Socks never leaving. Yeah, <laughs> that's how those things work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so the show has ended. Pat wants to say it. Uh, Jared rests his case. There you go. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.